It is Thursday, the 25th day of August, 2022, and pumpkin spice season has begun. That's right, the ancient tradition of pumpkin-flavored everything that you'll see thousands of commercials for, and then ultimately find on discounted end caps at your local supermarket is already underway. As those fabled pumpkin tales of yore will tell us, mid-August is when summer comes to a grinding halt and folks get ready for the long, hard winter ahead. And then snuggle up with made-up flavors. Even Dunkin' Donuts, who is uh, partially responsible for this bullshit, is in on the joke with an ad that features a woman pulling out her wool sweater and a voiceover declaring that, sure, it's still 80 degrees, but here's some pumpkin-flavored sugar water anyways. They don't really say that last part, but they may as well. Just like seeing back-to-school shit at Target on June 15th or whatever, none of it makes any sense. Everyone is in such a rush to get to the future that they forget about the present doesn't really fly in the retail world with plans created at least 12 months in advance, but, you know, they could just take a proper view of their market and act accordingly. What the fuck do I know? Why the fuck am I talking about retail planning on a podcast? I don't know. What I do know is that most of that pumpkin stuff tastes like shit, with the one exception being the pumpkin munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. I will eat 12,000 of those. Not literally, because I would be dead. But I usually will wait until, you know, it's no longer summer. So fuck you, pumpkin spice. And the horse you rode in on. What? <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I am re-recording this entire section because... For some reason, it vanished yesterday. I recorded it, vanished. I actually, I actually did about twenty plus minutes um, on Wednesday, and then when I went to finish Thursday morning, gone. Not happy about it. Mainly because it, you know, I have to rehash all the boring crap that I've already spewed into a microphone once before. So, anywho, uh, today I'm talking about Olean public bathrooms, and I promise I will mention that grifting sack of shit Dr. Oz during this episode. Totally blew it last week, as I mentioned it in the open and then never talked about it. But the good thing is that no one pays any attention to this, so who the fuck cares, right? And that's all right here, right now, on episode 130 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This 
is complaints and observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Good? All right. I'm okay. Thank you for asking. I feel like garbage today. And again, I've felt like garbage for the last few weeks, but that's basically because I've been... Uh, exceedingly lazy and haven't done anything in terms of physical uh, movement or exercise. I just, I get in these ruts mentally and it, it, uh, and it hurts me physically because I don't do anything except sit in a fucking chair and occasionally yap into a microphone. So I got to fix that. Hopefully... I wanted to do it today, but, you know, excuse, 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 excuse. I had an interview today, though, which uh, was with a company I was looking forward to because I had interviewed with them previously, and I progressed uh, to the the final round of interviews with them last year. And this was for a similar role, but a little bit different and it was, yeah, it was just an, if you've interviewed enough, you kind of get it and you, and you know, um, you know how things are going to go to probably halfway through it. And when you can hear people on the other end of the line, like fidgeting or ruffling papers or, or doing anything other than listening intently, they don't give a fuck about what you're saying. Um, They've already made their decision and they're just going through the motions. And it's just, uh, it's a bummer. Especially when um, you've, you've gone months now of, of interviewing. It gets so fucking monotonous to repeat the same fucking stories over and over and over and over again. So, the good part about it was that the hold music... Uh, it was like a a conference line. I can't remember the name of the company. Did I write it down? I might have written it down. Let me see if I have it because they deserve kudos for sure. Dial pad. Dial pad is the name of the service. And instead of the traditional awful hold music that you would hear, apparently the guy that owns the company, Dial Pad, a free ad for you, Dial Pad, congratulations. Um, wrote a, like a, a country-ish song to play instead of playing traditional hold music. It's like, I'm waiting on this call. I'm waiting on this conference call. Mm-hmm, I'm on hold. I hope it's not all day. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, it was fantastic. And then, so I, I said to the girl, I'm like, at the end of the call, I said, can I just ask you about that hold music? And she said, oh, my God, 
I know, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't be sorry. It was phenomenal. She proceeds to tell me that the guy who owns the company wrote the song and then apparently has been licensing the song out to other companies to use as their hold music. And he's making money uh, because of that. How fucking brilliant is that? The guy was probably just like, oh, I don't want to use fucking hold music. Let me Let me make my own song. And it blows up in the Billboard Top 100 Hold Music Charts. Ho, 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 ho. Bad joke. So. Um, but yeah, you know. There you go. That that's the that's the job update of the day. The job update is that nothing's going nothing's happening. Which is a fucking bummer. Anyways, uh, I mentioned pumpkin spice season. And the downside to pumpkin spice season is that it is uh, it usually combines with election season. And so sadly, that is back as well. And so the usual menagerie of morons is out trying to act smart and useful when most of them probably couldn't get a job shoveling shit if they had to. And if you've looked at, if you've reviewed this year's crop of crap uh, that has been put up by both sides, um, you know, because just both sides. And I'll, I'll mention, I'll talk about Dr. Oz later because uh, he sucks. But like, it's it's just annoying. The bigger news of the day, however, is that our soon-to-be 80-year-old president, yeah, 80, 8-0, 80. Like, what the fuck are we doing electing the elderly to be the leader of the free world? I don't want, I don't want somebody, I was just going to say something stupid, I'm not going to, you know, it, it, it's not because he's not, ah, boy, I don't want to say he's not capable, because, you know, I think clearly he's capable I just don't think he should be doing it. I just think that we should be doing better. That's all. <laughs> God. And that's, look, that's not to say uh, that the other guy was better because he's only like, what, three years younger? And how that man has managed to stay alive, I don't know. I could tell you for one thing, Joe Biden is in much better physical shape than fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. So, you know, and, and sure, he was infinitely more qualified than, than Trump, but both of them should be a fucking great reason for a third party or a fourth or a fifth or a sixth. You get the point. Anyways, so uh, Joe decided he deemed it, um, you know, uh, student loan forgiveness and uh, up to $20,000 in student loans as well as instituting a cap of uh, 5% of your annual income to pay said uh, other loans. Said other loans? No. To pay other loans moving forward. And quite frankly, I think it's a good step. Is it? Is it great? Nope. Is it perfect? Nope. Is it? Is it good? Yes. But as expected, one side of the aisle is uh, who, who only likes relief if it's for the Top 1% of the top 1%. They're fucking furious. 
How dare you? If someone takes out a loan, they should have to pay it back. The best is when the people that are saying that had, you know, PPP loans forgiven at a much higher number than $10,000 or $20,000. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions in, in a handful of cases. And it's, it's like, please, you know, the hypocrisy is pouring out of your fucking eyeballs. So please shut the fuck up. And because of that reaction, I think, honestly, I think Joe went a little light. He probably could have gone much further. He probably could have wiped out the whole fucking slate. What does it matter? Didn't fucking cost him anything. What the fuck? Oh, you can't do that. You can't wipe out student debt after you know, people. What happened to personal responsibility? And look, on the surface, I get it. I honestly do. I understand. I've spent a shit ton of money on my loans, however, the over the past however many years. But that doesn't mean that I'm gonna whine about it. What I've already paid. What What's the fucking point? That's like saying, "Oh, I paid. I paid rent in 2012. I should get that back." Well, no, you paid it. It's gone. It It doesn't matter anymore. But, you know, the reaction to it was just, honestly, entirely predictable. Because there are so many people in this country who I'm certain will only find peace, joy, or happiness if thousands of other people can share in whatever misery they might have. If a cure for cancer is ever found, we'll have Mitch McConnell and his neck skin flaps squawking about how the left is pandering to cancer patients for votes. And it's not fair that people have already died from cancer. It's honestly the dumbest, it's the dumbest fucking shit. But it, again, entirely expected with politics in this country. And as I've said a million times on this dumb program, it's all theater anyways. None of them care about you or me. It's just that one side manages to at least pretend to do so on rare occasions. But, you know, folks will still routinely vote against their own best interests because they don't really know any better and because they're afraid of brown people. <laughs> I don't know how that ties in, but yeah. All right. Uh, where was I? Who the fuck knows? Oh, God. Why I have even four listeners to this crap is uh, it's not good. This is a good, not a good showing um, this week. So you've managed to sit through 15 minutes of this. So I'm giving you fair warning now. The rest of it is probably going to be worse. So just a, just a heads up. <laughs> uh, if you or anyone you know wants to be on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can, uh, you can message me on any of my various social media channels. If you know me, you can shoot me a text. You can send me an email, show mail at complaintsandobservations.com. You can do any of a you know, number of different ways to get in touch. I'd love to have you on the show. Love to break up some of this monotony. Um, 
I sent out a handful of invitations to a handful of po- uh, people uh, to be on the show, and I've been uh, ghosted or rejected. I've only Actually, I only had one person say no, and nobody else has said anything. And look, these are people that should not be ghosting anybody. But what what can you do? Um, <clears throat> mainly because my content is crap. But it is what it is. What can you do? I've managed to... Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> here's the thing. My content is crap, but I've been uh, unbelievably consistent with this crap. This is the 130th episode. And statistics will tell you that most people quit uh, around four or five episodes. I've managed to go 130 plus episodes, really, because I've done the nine not an episodes. Um, and, you know, I'm at fucking uh, two and a half years <laughs> of, of saying nothing and providing nothing. <laughs> uh, speaking of nothing. Last week, I released my chip rankings, which caused a real stir with precisely no one. But it got me thinking of something else. Remember uh, those fat-free chips made with that um, that chemical Olestra? Or perhaps you recall its trade name, Olean. A fat-free cooking oil? Oh, lean? That has to be what it is, right? That shit was all the rage in the mid-90s. All the rage. So if you were alive, I'm guessing you remember. Pringles, Lay's. It was something called, uh, wow! With an exclamation point by Frito-Lay. And uh, fuck Frito-Lay, by the way. Show recall. They were uh, allegedly a fat-free potato chip. The problem was that Olean made you shit. No, literally. Uh, it said so on the on the bag that it may cause quote loose stools end quote as a, as a side effect. Like if you're eating a bag of chips, you should not see list of side effects unless it just says you you're gonna be fat. That should be the only side effect listed for a bag of chips. Being thin while eating shit was has always been attractive to Americans. Always. Like, I've been fat my entire life, right? I know exactly why I'm fat. I eat crap, and I don't exercise. It just kind of goes to show you the immense laziness of Americans that they still want to eat shit and be thin. Yet everything that we do eat already is full of garbage and chemicals and God knows what else. And a food additive that, uh, you know, is allegedly good for you but makes you shit is a flawless segue to my next topic, Dr. Mehmet Oz. The nation's foremost expert on quackery and snake oil, currently running for the U.S. Senate in the Commonwealth, I think it's a comp, no, that's Virginia, I'm sorry, in the state of Pennsylvania. Fucking Dr. Oz. 
it just feeds right into the right's obsession with fame. They seem to think that if you're famous, then, wow, shit, you must be good at everything. Because you're well-known and famous. You must be smart. See? Trump, Donald John. Really? So they picked this guy who probably would have, you know, been in politics at some point on his own, if I had to guess. But this guy lives in New Jersey, has been in New Jersey for years, is running for a U.S. Senate as the Republican candidate in Pennsylvania. So, you know, that's already a problem because this dude um, does not... He can say that he lives in Pennsylvania. He really doesn't because if you look at uh, his social media... Which I'm pretty sure they've taken down by now, but his wife's, his wife's social media, especially, it was just all about the giant mansion that they were building in New Jersey a couple of years ago. Now he's running for fucking, for the Senate in Pennsylvania. Seems he went to school there 40 years ago, so there's a deep connection, deep connection with all of the common folk of Pennsylvania. I don't think there's a more wide range of people in that state than any other state in the country. And I'll tell you why. Well, might might be New York, too, because there's a lot of the Amish in New York. But even more Amish in Pennsylvania. So you have those fucking savages in Philly, the Amish. Then you have, like, you know, some more of the middle where there's literally nothing going on. And then as you get closer to the, the western end of Pennsylvania, you get into Pittsburgh, and that changes. It gets into that hard scrabble, steel city kind of nonsense. You know what I mean? It's a very wide range of folks. Very interesting. So along comes Dr. Oz, a man who's already in with Big Pharma and probably willing to go even bigger. And then at one point he was sued because he declared on his program or on a blog or whatever that 80% of the extra virgin olive oil on the market isn't extra virgin. What exactly? So, I mean, is there just virgin olive oil? I don't think I've ever seen just virgin. Is there half virgin? I don't know. No clue. But if you, if you Google, like, Dr. Oz scams, there's a ton of old articles talking about how he should not be a doctor and how most of the shit that he sells, he fucking loves diet pills. And it kind of goes back to what I said about the Olene. The easy way out for fat Americans. No, you don't have to fucking eat right and work hard. Just take this pill and voila. You're thin and attractive. All it takes is a pill. I play this fucking game on my phone, and one of the commercials that always comes up is a uh, apple cider vinegar gummy that apparently Oprah talked about at one point. So now they this company is running with it, and like the the before and after pictures are so stupid. Like it's not the same person. It's like, oh, this person was a six hundred pound morbidly obese woman wearing a muumuu and living in bed. Now she's suddenly a 24-year-old Instagram model, all because of this gummy. Thanks, Oprah. 
So he's been pitching that kind of crap for a very long time and pitching all kinds of shit to housewives all over America. Now he seems to think that uh, all of his snake snake oil sales tactic, tactics are going to get him into the Senate. He's a moron. He's not a smart person. And I'm questioning if he's an actual doctor. But I didn't bother to look into it. But the problem is, is he's so clueless that he has no idea what the what his potential constituency is actually like. So, as most of these campaigns are now, it's all it's all played out on social media. And he posts a video of him in your everyday grocery store, and uh, he says that his wife called him and says, "Hey, uh, I'd like to have a crudite." So the video is is Mehmet walking through the produce aisle, putting together a crudite uh, for his wife. Now, if you don't know what a crudite is, it's literally a plate of raw vegetables. So Oz thought he could get one over on his opponent by going into a supermarket and trying to talk about how the price of vegetables has skyrocketed, all because of Joe Biden, while putting together a nice crudite for his wife. It's, you know, how fucking out of touch do you have to be to be using a French word for raw, crudité, and expect, you know, the Amish or the steelworkers. Do the Amish vote? Why wouldn't they? Huh. So I'm going to have to look into that. Anyway, um, you know, do you expect the savages in Philadelphia to, to... to understand what a fucking crudite is? No. But he's walking through and he's like, you know, this this fucking, this bunch of broccoli, it's $10. No, it's not. <laughs> There's a great meme uh, from Arrested Development where Lucille is, is says to Michael, uh, Michael, it's just one banana. How much could it be? $10? Because she's so fucking clueless. But the prices that he shared were wrong. The name of the supermarket he was in was wrong. And I would venture a guess that 95% of his potential constituency has no clue what a fucking crudite is. The supermarket even tweeted as much and then shat on him for it, which was terrific. His opponent, John Fetterman. If you're not familiar with John Fetterman, look him up. Interesting fella. Uh, Perfectly flawed individual. And I think would do wonders in the Senate. Not... Not entirely because of his uh, his 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 platform or his stance on things, but just his general attitude to life. And I think it would be useful because the man came from money, very well off young man as a boy, and and, and in fact, throughout most of his adult life, uh, you know, allegedly mooching off his parents, which is what the uh, New York Post likes to say. Oh, he mooched off his parents until he was forty nine. Well, maybe, but he was working. Literally, his salary as a small-town mayor was $1. So, they live in a $70,000, like, studio house. Him and his wife and three kids above a garage. Dead serious. Anyways, Fetterman and his team decided to 
uh, to use this dumb fucking video of this dumb fucking person, this carpetbag fuck, and they raised a shit ton of money off of this. Basically sent it out to supporters and said, hey, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> I can't lose to this guy, right? That's what it should have said. I don't know if it, you know, how the messaging was, but that's probably what it should have said. They made a fucking bumper sticker. They made about, they made close to 70 grand on this fucking bumper sticker. And it said, quote, let them eat crudite, end quote. It's fantastic. It's genius. No, we don't need another Dr. Oz in the Senate or someone of his ilk. It's it's not necessary. It really isn't. He's not a public servant. He's not uh, at, at all intelligent. You know, he's gonna his his tactic now is to make fun of Fetterman because he had a stroke. Well, if he and then somebody on his staff was like, "Well, hey, maybe if he had a vegetable, he wouldn't have had a stroke." Okay, like. That's your tact. That's where you're going. Be, the, the, the race should be interesting. I don't see Dr. Oz winning, but who the fuck knows? Stranger things have happened. I really hope they debate because I would like to watch it. This entire episode is getting entirely too political, and I fucking hate it, yet I do it far too often. This show stinks. So no voicemails this week, which is just sad. Sad for me, really. Because I enjoy getting them. It adds a little certain something to the program, right? Um, every now and again, I'll like dig into, you know, how-to podcast type articles just kind of read, all right, is there something I'm missing? What's the magic formula? Just like fat Americans who want to take a pill and be skinny, fat podcasters want to take <laughs> take a pill and get more listeners. <laughs> um, but one of the things, it's like, oh, create a community. Like, what do you mean create a community? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, turn your listeners into supporters. Every one of these things is about money. Everything is money, 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 money. Like I've said from the jump, I'm not... You can't go into these things thinking that you're going to get wealthy. Or make anything. My my real goal was to make enough money to buy a new microphone. <laughs> I'm well short. <laughs> and have gone through about six microphones in the two and a half years. <laughs> So it's all, everything's driven around money. Like, build a community so that people will give you money to listen to your podcast. Who the fuck pays? Who's paying? Who are these people that are paying to listen to a podcast? Aside from the monthly, uh, you know, Spotify or, or, or whatever, your monthly fees... Who's paying money to listen to one podcast? Like, I understand if you're um, a patron for some. For let, let's say you're a, a, a 
a podcast community and you have a patron uh, and you get, you know, you give more to the, to, to your patrons than just the podcast. So I'm, I'm a part of the, a West Ham uh, group, not a group, but there's a podcast called the West Ham way. And they, for, for the monthly fee that I give them, which is five pounds per month, I think it's five pounds, maybe it's six pounds, I don't know, which is roughly $6.80 a month. I get multiple podcasts, not just the one, multiple West Ham-centric uh, podcasts, all kinds of juicy transfer nuggets and info, analysis uh you know if i spent time in the uk i could get access to the pre-match events that they hold which look like a fucking barrel of laughs so that's you know that's the community that's what you get but then but these articles and these things that i'm reading it's like yeah just charge people five bucks for every episode of your podcast like that that is it's it's ludicrous i don't care who the fuck it is if if you're paying anything just for one podcast episode you're a goddamn fool i just i have to get that off my chest because it was just so stupid and because i don't have any voicemails but it seems that the the shine wears off quick in that regard because usually we'll get somebody new who'll chime in and this has happened twice now so we had old friend Andrew who would jump in with some fucking gems. And now Heather, who we've had the last couple of weeks. Um, if she comes back, that's awesome because she is unbelievably petty and I love it. But like I said, that shine wears off quick. And judging by the ratings from last week's episode, the shine of the entire show is down to an old mat, an old mat finish. Anyways, uh, my darling wife was kind enough to to share something that she saw at a local McDonald's the other day, and quite frankly, I wish that she hadn't. It was a sign in the ladies' room that said, quote, Please do not flush toilet paper. Discard toilet paper and all hygiene products into the trash. End quote. Mind you, this is a public fucking bathroom. And honestly, that is ghastly. Absolutely fucking ghastly. Now, if the sign also went on to read, uh, we are having septic issues. Or uh, your fellow toilet users have ruined it for you and everyone else by flushing all kinds of shit, not actual shit, all kinds of shit that isn't shit down the fucking drain and has ruined our septic system. If there was a little bit more info given, at least you could understand. But without that info, it just comes off as fucking gross. You really got to use the bathroom. Like you're on a road trip or something and you really got to go. You know that what you're going to find in these bathrooms is fucking gross anyway. And then they take it to the next fucking level. That is next level disgusting. 
and and the you know when you go into one of these places and you look on the back of the door there's that like sheet that they're supposed to you know initial every time they go in to check every hour and it's it's the same person like on an eight hour uh shift except that eight hour shift is from two months ago nobody's fucking taking care of that bathroom no fucking way just awful and and, you know and she said there's a reason why that bathroom smelled so bad well yeah because there's literal bags of shit what 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 yes literal bags of shit in a restaurant bathroom just sitting there who the fuck knows how long that's been sitting there oh man like, just honestly, the thought of it is making me ill. And quite frankly, I hope it's making you ill as well. Because if it's not, well, we have a problem. But holy fuck. I mean, just... Just not good. And it's, you know, it gives a bad look to the parent company. As if, as if they don't have, you know, built-in bad looks anyway. Now you have one of their franchisees allowing people to throw shit in the trash. Literal shit in the trash. Doesn't look good for the old golden arcs. But yeah. So, I needed to share that because um, it's gross. <laughs> And it's content. Also content. I I ask you nicely. If you really want uh, the good side of social media. Every now and again you find a a feed that um, is good. And it's not... It's not pretentious. It's not uh, preachy. It's not douchey. It's just, you know... Nice. It's just nice. Chris Fowler of ESPN, college football fame. He has an Instagram feed. Uh, the guy is a very interesting and smart guy. Now, look, I don't know him. I know him only from uh, Wimbledon coverage and, and college football uh, game day that he used to do. I don't think he does it anymore. I think that's been handed off to the younger, handsome handsomer reese davis reese yeah i'm sure that's your real name buddy but anyway chris fowler's instagram page is delightful absolutely delightful like every day there's a new like positive thought inspirational thought and it's just chris making videos talking about uh life and i'm like wow this is really good this is this is terrific i enjoyed it also kind of find out he's uh, a, a world traveler, literally a world traveler. He's been to 67 countries. Like, what? 67? Oh, I am infinitely jealous, sir. I've been to, what, eight? I don't know, something like that. Not nearly enough. Oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah, you know the show's going good when the host starts yawning. And then, uh, <laughs> and then is quiet for a couple of ticks. 
what else is on my list? Hold on. Uh, before I don't want to get to three gripes yet. Oh, uh, West Ham stinks. Uh, there's that. They are 0-3 to start the season in the league. However, they have advanced to the next round, uh, the knockout stage, or, or the group stage, I should say, uh, of the uh, European NIT tournament. So uh, they won today. Uh, good stuff. They looked good. New players look good. New players coming in all the time. We're making another fucking offer for what would be our eighth signing. You know, we've basically bought a whole new team. It's fucking ridiculous. And spent gobs of money. This is not the West Ham of old. Typically, we, we would spend gobs of money on literal old. No, we've got fucking young, hungry, exciting players. It's weird. And I think it's awesome. There's too much talent for them to continue to be shit. Which leads me to my next sporty sort of point. The Boston fucking Red Sox. Last night, folks. Last night. Which was Wednesday, the 24th of August. 2022. They had Bobby fucking Dahlbeck playing shortstop. Bobby Dahlbeck. That dude's like 6'2". He's literally played every position on the infield this season except for, you know, the battery. And I'm pretty sure he's played the outfield once. Like, when you don't... When you can play every position, you don't have a position. He, Of course he made an error last night. Like, why would you put this kid out there knowing full well he's going to fuck up? He hasn't played shortstop since high school. Oh, it's fine. Just throw him out there. But you put fucking uh, Kike Hernandez at second. Kike played short fucking two nights ago. The team is just so fucking uh, ridiculous. And now they were starting to get healthy. Now they're getting worse again. Put two guys on the uh, injured list the other day. So they're fucked. I, you know, and it's the 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 facade of being in contention. The illusion, I should say. Not, not the facade. The illusion. Of not being a completely garbage team. It's very frustrating because they stink. They absolutely stink. And I said it from the jump that they weren't going to be good. They weren't. If they finish 500, that should be an achievement. They should look at it and say, okay, we finished the year okay. Because I don't think they're going to get there. I think they'll. it'll be three, four games under. That's how it's going to go. And the season can't end soon enough. Honestly, it needs to end. It's uh, it's not good. Uh, the Patriots, full swing. Here we go. Had a decent practice yesterday, apparently. Tomorrow there's a uh, another preseason game, which we should see most of the starters playing. I'm very curious to see how... I know how the offense is going to look. It's not good. Which is why I'm more interested in seeing how the defense performs against what I hope... Uh, is the Raiders' starting unit. I would like to see how the uh, the secondary does against good receivers. Carolina's receivers were not that great. And I don't think they even played their starters. So the hope is that you see Devontae Adams out there playing full speed. 
uh, and and watching fucking Jalen Mills try to cover him. If it works, terrific. If it doesn't, hold on to your fucking ball. It's going to be a long-ass season. I have faith. I don't know why. For some reason, I, I've got this... Uh, look, do I think they're going to go uh, you know, run the table, win the Super Bowl? No. I just don't think they're going to be nearly as bad as everybody in this city keeps... keeps fucking saying they're going to be. I just, I don't, I don't see that. I also don't think that the Joe Judge, Matt Patricia thing is a big deal at all. I think, I don't, I I will go to my grave saying that I think it's just Bill Belichick fucking with the media. I really think that. Oh, he's not that smart, man, man. Just fucking dumb. But uh, as most things are, just like this show, dumb. All right, mercifully, we've uh, reached everybody's favorite part of the show, the end. Well, not quite the end, but it's... uh, it is time for three gripes. Presented by the Noble Wayfarer. Are you going somewhere anytime soon? Do you need mediocre travel assistance? Well, then reach out to the Noble Wayfarer. You can email them at david at thenoblewayfarer.com, servicing all of your travel needs, except for flights, because, you know. You're better off doing that on your own. Uh, it just helped uh, an old friend of mine, friend of the show, Sarah. Sarah was on the show. Doors of uh, Salem, her uh, Instagram, check it out, at Doors of Salem. It just helped her and her friends uh, book a few nights out on the Emerald Isle. Ooh. The green country of Ireland. That's right. So big, big thanks to Sarah. For, for letting me do that. For, let's rephrase that. For trusting me to do that. So it's legit. It's a legit business. So if you are going on vacation, let me be your guy. Please. Like, seriously. I don't make a ton of money doing it, but everything helps at this point. Okay, thanks. Gripe number one. The Little Miss Memes. Uh, please, Stop. Um, they're not that clever. Like, the first one was probably funny. The subsequent 8 billion of them, not funny. And it's another in a long line of memes that, you know, the, the shelf life is very, very short, yet it stays in the fridge for a very long time. And you keep picking at it and, and you know, fooling yourself into thinking it's any good when it's not. It's not good. Take it, throw it away. Enough. Gripe number two. People who wear fucking iPods, iPods, uh, AirPods all the time. And you know who these people are because you fucking see them everywhere. The other day, I am driving down the street, okay? I'm watching someone uh, get to an intersection with her child. And this guy has ear, uh, ear pods in. And I'm thinking, okay, so he could be talking on the telephone. All right. 
he's clearly not paying attention to his very young son who is in front of him and getting dangerously close to that fucking intersection filled with oncoming traffic. What are you doing? Take the fucking things out for two seconds and and make sure your kid doesn't get hit by a fucking car. Then there's all the hardos in the supermarket. You see them all the time. There's the the people walking around the supermarket with their AirPods in, uh, you know, listening to God knows what. Probably a supermarket-based podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so stupid. You're not funny. What are you doing? Uh, listening to, to something, walking around listening to me. Like, do you really need musical accompaniment to do your grocery shopping? I love grocery shopping. You know, I like seeing new shit. But then there's probably people who just, you know, know exactly what they get and zip through the store and have to have fucking James Taylor playing while they're doing it. I don't fucking know. Like, what, what do you listen to when you're grocery shopping? You're not going to listen to, like, your... Uh, workout mix or your chill mix or whatever it is mix you have. I mean, I'm guessing there's a a billion like playlists music while you shop. It's probably all Counting Crows. You know, it, it, it looks stupid. Maybe when they first came out, you, you thought you looked cool. Because you had them. Well, guess what? Now everyone's fucking got them. All you Apple sheep wearing your stupid ear pods, AirPods, whatever. I, I don't even know what the fuck I, I keep calling these. I think I've called them three different things. <laughs> the stupid white earphones. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. So just stop. It just looks fucking dumb. You know what else looks dumb is gripe number three, Instagram moms. I have talked about fucking parents and Instagram and and all this shit way too many fucking times, okay? I saw a story on Instagram the other day of a woman uh, talking about the number of followers or the number of people that liked and saved particular uh, uh, pictures or, or videos of her kids, And she finally figured out that all the people that were saving them were just fucking creepy dudes. So what is the, what is the, what is the point of, of you're a mom, you have like two or three kids and you're, and all you're doing is posting pictures of your fucking kids. What, what do these people not know how many sick fucking pedos are out there? And live in their fucking feed? I'm guessing a ton. And am I being a tad reactionary? Probably. But do you know what dudes are? They're fucking terrible. You're going to have... Those same moms are probably the first in line to try to get some book banned in their library. Yeah, they don't know that there are fucking, you know, pedophiles in their fucking Instagram feed. That they're talking about their, you know, fucking haul that they got from Amazon or... From Shine or some other dumb shit. Just, you know, you don't... Keep your kids off the fucking internet, you selfish fucking twat. 
Oh, I'm glad you have 50,000 Instagram followers. I'm sure they're all legitimate. I'm sure they're all very interested in whatever it is that you think you're selling them. It has nothing to do with your giant tits or it has nothing to do with your fucking adorable children. Nope. It's all because of you and what you're pitching. Shut the fuck up. Stop it. It's so stupid. It's just another in a long line of reasons why social media is dumb, yet, you know, I fucking am all over it. But it's fucking stupid. And there's a reason I say fuck Facebook at the end of every episode, because seriously, fuck them. They've ruined society. That's no joke. That is not that is not far-fetched at all. Society is far worse off now than it was pre-fucking Facebook. And do you think anybody at Facebook gives two shit? You can't even call them Facebook anymore because that's not the name. It's meta. It's meta. Fuck off. Fuck yourself. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Honestly, go fuck, go fucking pound sand, you piece of shit. Piece of shit thief. Fuck. But honestly, if you have children, don't fucking either don't have like a public Instagram page. Uh, don't fucking or just don't post them. Just keep them all. I know you want to share. I just don't see the point. You know, if if you really want someone to, to see a picture of a kid, text them. Here you go. Oh, I know you. I know you're not a fucking pedo. Here's a picture of my kid. I guess that's, you know, a lot of extra worry that parents don't really need, yet whatever. And reason number 8,000 why I'm not a fucking parent, because I would worry about shit like that. It's just how my fucking brain functions. Poorly. It's just so many of them. That's, that's like the big thing now. Protecting your kids. Protecting your kids. But you never hear. Hey, don't put your fucking kid's face all over the fucking internet. Stop. There's a reason why some celebrities don't do it. I think it's like Dax Shepard and his wife. Who's that? Kristen Bell. You never see their, the face of their kids. Because you shouldn't. One, they're relatively famous. Two, you don't want fucking people knowing who the fuck they are. It makes me angry. And it's it's frustrating. I don't know why. Why does it make me so fucking mad? Maybe it's just because I just don't like Instagram moms. <laughs> All right, I'm going to mercifully end this god-awful episode. I ask that you check out my uh, um, Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod, because it's fun. It's a good time. If you like sports, check it out. If you don't, check it out. If you just like some asshole uh, tweeting random crap, check it out. I I have an Instagram page, uh, at ComplaintsPod. I do have a Facebook page, but again, fuck Facebook. I have a uh, TikTok account that I don't know what to do with. And apparently I've been reading a lot about TikTok too. Man. No bueno, the TikTok. Oof. Keep your kids off fucking TikTok too. How about that? That might, that one's probably even worse. Ugh. Gross. 
Um, 617-657-4736. I would ask that you call in and uh, tell me what what's on your supermarket playlist. What are your top five chips? What's more disgusting than throwing fucking shitty toilet paper into a trash barrel in a public bathroom? Is Dr. Oz a fucking grifting piece of shit? Does Mitch McConnell indeed have fucking neck skin flaps? <laughs> Is pumpkin spice really fucking gross? I should end every episode like the uh, 1960s Batman asking a bunch of questions. <laughs> uh, make myself laugh. Uh, I have a Twitch channel. I don't do anything with because I know what the fuck I'm doing. And uh, there's probably something. Oh, a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. That could be part of the the complaint community. Subscribe to my Instagram page. Uh, subscribe. Subscribe to fucking everything. Maybe I should make a YouTube page. Just tell people to subscribe and then just fucking stutter and stammer and say nothing. Yeah, maybe I'll give that a shot. Probably not, but maybe I will. Who knows? Again, 617-657-4736. Call and complain. Give me an observation. What's cooking? What's happening? What's the haps? Why, why am I taking so long to end this? It's a garbage episode, but this has gone on a long time. We way we have blown past the hour mark, huh? Yikes. Not good. No, no. Actually we haven't. I can't do math. I'll get out now while the getting's good. Um, as always, please tell your friends if you know, if you feel like it. Tell your moms. Uh take care of yourself, take care of each other, and Godspeed. Ta ta.